Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the So Fucking Posh podcast. You have tuned in to this podcast with me, your host, Vanessa Peters. Now, this is just like a regular old podcast. It's not an interview or anything. Um, I'm interviewing one of my favorite personal people who goes by the name of Angela. What's up, Angela? Nothing much. How are you, Vanessa? I'm good. I'm good. Um, So in our previous podcast, we... After kind of listening to it a little bit, I realized that there was way too many people in one room and there was a lot going on. So I decided to bring it just down to me and Angela. But every podcast is going to be a little bit different where, you know, there's going to be different numbers of people. So I just wanted to throw that out there. Um, So yeah, I guess we should just get right into it because I've been really excited to start this. Let's start. Cool. So the first thing that I'm going to talk about is this groupie tale with Fetty Wap. Now, a lot of you know who Fetty Wap is, you know, Mr. Trap Queen, Mr. What's the other song he has? Six, seven. Six, seven, something, whatever. (laughs) Anyways, I got this uh, groupie tale off of Baller Alert. Shout out to Baller Alert. I love it because it's just entertainment incarnate. Uh, But I thought this one was pretty funny, pretty interesting, pretty entertaining. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to read it out to you guys. Um, If there's any sort of like reading mistakes, please do forgive that because... I'm just doing this right off the cuff. So here we go. So this is what the girl says. These groupie tales are anonymous, by the way. So I can't say who uh, actually wrote this because I don't know who wrote it. This is what happened between Fetty Wap and I in October. This is not me. This is the girl. Nothing happened between Vanessa Peters and Fetty Wap, just so you know. So I followed Fetty Wap on Instagram. I only have approximately 25k followers. I'm an up-and-coming model, but not very popular, so I wasn't expecting any attention from him. Some days pass, and I got a follow back. Also, he liked about three or four of my pictures, and I even got an email from him later on. Guess that booking info in my bio came in handy for something. I totally have something to say about that later on. Anyway, never thought he'd go for a white girl, but here I am talking to him. I won't detail our conversation, but long story short, he decided he wanted to fly me out to his city. I was beyond excited, and this was an opportunity for me. So when I got to Hartsfield-Jackson, I called him, and he said he called an Uber for me. I was brought to a hotel room only to be surrounded by a whole bunch of his friends, a few known video vixens, and drugs. Now, I'm not a drinker or a smoker, so I wish he would have warned me first. He grabs my waist, and he tells me he's happy that I'm here. We leave this room and talks to me in the hallway. He was basically asking what I was down to do, and I I asked him what he meant by that. I automatically knew he wanted to smash right off the bat, but I was beating around the bush. He instead just told me to come inside and chill with everybody. So I was in this little multicolored dress. His friend looked at me and said the the dumbest shit like, Damn, Snow Bunny got a fat ass. I know there's gold at the end of that rainbow. Fetty just looked at him like chill and ended up asking them to leave. He was whispering to me most of the time, telling me I looked good and whatnot. That's that's what Cardi B says all the time. And whatnot. Anyway, fast forward. Everyone leaves. So now it's me and Fetty. He slapped my ass and pulled up my dress. I knew what time it was. I ended up pulling my dress all the way up and getting on top of him. I slid my hand down his Fendi boxers. She had to say Fendi. She just had to do it. Okay. And pulled his dick out. Now, this is where it gets a little bit explicit. So, a warning, a disclaimer for all of you with sensitive ears out here. This is about to get a little bit nasty because this is a groupie tale. I'm jerking him off and he's moaning so I know he's loving it. I started sucking him off and that drove him crazy. He had his hand on my head pulling my hair and was moaning but said choke on it. 
I was trying my best not to swallow it, but come on, his dick had to be at least nine inches. I can fit that in my throat. Anyway, after I asked him if he wanted his face rode, he said, wait, pretty much, but instead flipped me on my stomach and fucked me like crazy from the back. He grabbed my hair and with one hand, he slapped my ass with the other. It felt so damn good, but it hurt too. He lasted a good 20 minutes, but I came before he did, so I didn't care. I let him keep going until he got his nut. After that, I took a shower. He opened the door and got in with me. He lifted my leg on the little soap thing and he ate my pussy. He's a shit talker too. He was like, that shit feels good, huh? About to come, huh? Just being aggressive and nasty and he was right. I did end up coming again. He took the soap and washed my body with it. I love having his hands all over me. After he ordered us to move service, he flew me back to Portsmouth, Virginia. I believe that's Virginia. Yeah. Uh, the next day. I definitely enjoyed Fetty's company. Wow. So, Angela, is there anything in here that kind of jumped out at you? First of all, Fetty. Like, his one eye, like, creeps me out, so... <laughs> I can't even believe that. Like, so because he has one eye, you don't think he got creepy. the good dick game? Like, you I really mean, don't... who even cares? Like, but I kind of creeps me <laughs> out. Like, oh, so, okay. But she definitely knew about what time it was when he bought her a ticket. Like, well, I mean, like most of these, I wouldn't always call them groupies because they're not always groupies. But mm-hmm. most of these girls, they always know what time it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, like she said, that's what this booking info is for. Right. You know what I mean? So that if there is a man of means that is mm-hmm. interested in you, that's the quickest way to get in touch with you so that he can fly out to wherever. Vanessa, you guys, we need to start putting booking info in I'm our- not doing that. I'm not doing that. <laughs> I mean, shit. But, um, I mean, I thought it was a really interesting groupie tale. And I thought it was really interesting um, that she's this, I guess, I don't know, an up-and-coming model, she said, mm-hmm. right? And she has 25K followers. She said only 25K. She said only. <laughs> to me, that's so fucking crazy. I know. That you can say only like it's not a lot. Right. It's a ton. Like, that's a lot of people to mm-hmm. be following one person. Do you feel like if she didn't have as many followers, he wouldn't have contacted her? I feel like, I feel like that. Do you feel like mm-hmm. there's a correlation between you being, like, Instagram famous yep. and getting the Vinton. Mm-hmm. I feel like he wouldn't even look twice at someone who had, like, 50 followers. He I, but at the same time, though, does it really matter? Because it's not like he's going to say anything to anybody. I right. mean, this is her submitting this story mm-hmm. to this publication, right. right? So, I mean, would it really make a difference to a guy? I guess the pictures would matter most. Yeah. Like, if he liked what he saw. And he clearly did. Like he clearly he did. Yeah. But so did the other 25K people. So, you know what I mean? Yeah. So there's a lot of people that would probably be listening to this entire groupie tale mm-hmm. and thinking, like, wow, this chick is such a hoe. Like, yeah. how are you doing? Like, why would you even do this? Like, what what is your particular opinion on this? Well, that type of thought. There's, like, so much drama surrounding him already with Masika, with Alexis. With his other baby mamas or whatever, his down ass chicks. So I don't even know if I really believe this groovy tale because it could be false. But either way, you know what? All the power to her. At least she can say she fucked Betty up. Like I mean, I guess so long (laughs) as she's being, she's using protection, right? Which I guess she didn't even mention. No, not at all. So if she didn't use protection, that's fucked that's up. Gross. But if she did, then I guess you're just having fun. I know, right? So I mean, it is what it is. I guess it's just like another celebrity to add to yeah. her notch. I really so. hope she did use protection, though. Yeah, I mean, fuck, it's important, I right? Know. Okay, so moving right along. Okay. 
I have another question for you, and I'm going to answer this as well. Okay. So the question is, do you get jealous of people who are having sex more than you? <laughs> no, not at all. You Why would I get jealous? I would just have more sex too. You know what I mean? But what if you were in a situation where you're not, you're just, you're just not having that much sex? Like, say you're in a relationship. Okay. And you're with a guy, and for whatever reason, at that particular time, his sex drive just isn't that high. Yeah. And yours is a little bit higher. Mm-hmm. And you know other people that are having tons of sex. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you kind of want to be having just as much sex as they are. You don't feel a type of way about that at all? You know, that would kind of be an issue. I would would hope that it's just a temporary thing. The Mm -hmm. reason why we're not having so much sex is a temporary thing. And I guess I would kind of feel jealous, but... um... You know, I just keep telling myself it's temporary. Like, you know, things mm-hmm. are going to get back to normal. Mm-hmm. But if it was like a long-term thing or that's just how he is, I probably wouldn't even be in a relationship with him. Really? No. I would, I mean, me personally, I am I get jealous of people that have way more sex than me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, I think that when someone is having more sex than me, I think, okay, well, they're probably doing it in all sorts of really interesting places. Right. Like, not just in the bed or mm-hmm. in an apartment or in a house or whatever. They're yeah. finding all these fun, cool places to do it and they're mm-hmm. keeping... Their relationship exciting in a way by doing all of this stuff. So sometimes I think about it like that, yeah. and then sometimes I feel that way, but it's and not. And you're like, my relationship's boring. Why yeah, like boring? I just kind of think like, oh man, my shit's so boring in comparison. <laughs> but I mean, it's not always like that. Exactly. But it can be right. every so often. So I mean, I I don't know. I, think I just that's... feel like if I want more sex, I'll have it. I'll yeah, get it, you know. <laughs> hey, shit, go stop me. <laughs> I know. Like... Okay, that makes sense. <laughs> the next topic is females being shamed into dating men that they're not attracted. And I say all of this to say that there will be two scenarios. So a scenario where if a man's not attracted to a woman, it's not even a second thought as to whether he's going to date her or not. He's not, she's not hot to me, so I'm not going to date her. Like, what do you mean? And nobody's going to push this girl on this guy. It's just not going to happen. Like, if the guy is not attracted to the girl, that's the end of it. That's the end of the discussion. That's the end of the entire situation. But if the situation was reversed... And there's a girl, and she's not attracted to a guy. There's going to be all this pressure from family, from friends being like, well, he's, he's a great guy. You know, just give him a chance. Why are you being shallow? This is really shallow of you right now to not give this guy a chance because you're not attracted to him. You never know. He could grow on you. So all of those statements that I just said, you never hear those things being said to guys, ever. I, I personally don't. So I kind of think that's really unfair because I feel like women have a right to be attracted to the men that they're with too. And I feel like we don't always get that opportunity because a man is also supposed to provide, you are supposed to put that whole sort of like, well, am I attracted to him or not to the back burner because there's more to him than what he looks like. But for men towards a girl, it doesn't necessarily have to be like that. There doesn't have to be more to a woman than what she looks like. I completely agree. And okay, speaking from personal experience, just recently, I met this guy at a birthday party. I was not attracted to him at all. And he was attracted to me. And he straight up told me in his, when we were initially talking, that he's a very visual person. And he only likes girls that have like a big chest or a big butt. You know what I mean? Like he literally told me that. And I was like, wow, I can't even believe, like, he said, he clearly said, like, if the girl doesn't have that, he's not even going to look twice at her, let alone approach her. So anyways, I, like I said, I was not attracted to him, but I'm like, I don't want to block my blessings. Let me, you know, go on a date with him, see how it goes. You know, my friends are like egging me on and stuff like that. At one point, I didn't even want to go on a date with him, but one of my friends was like, 
really you should he's a good guy he has a good job like you know educated blah 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 but it's just like like I said the physical attraction was not there but I just didn't want to be shallow and like you know someone was calling me shallow saying like the reasons I didn't want to go out with him was literally because of his appearance and stuff like that well and it wasn't it wasn't just that you didn't find him he was short right exactly and I mean generally like girls Mm -hmm. tend to be attracted to taller guys they just are that's just how it is yeah like you said friends were egging you on exactly saying that it's kind of stupid that you're Mm -hmm. just not giving this guy a chance mm-hmm. just because of the way he looks. Right. But say this same guy, mm-hmm. there was a girl that was attracted to this same guy mm-hmm. and this guy wasn't attracted to her back. Right. That's the end of it. Exactly. Like, his friends will not mm-hmm. coax him into trying to exactly. be with this girl, date this girl. Mm-hmm. I mean, okay, let's face it. There's having sex and then there's dating, right? right? So with having sex, guys are a little less picky. Okay, yeah. But with dating, a guy's going to think a little bit more mm-hmm. about whether he wants to take this girl on dates, whether right. he wants to pay for these dates, whether mm-hmm. he wants to put in this time and effort to court this girl. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to that, guys are not going to think twice about whether they're going to go on a date with a girl that they're not attracted to. Right. But girls always have to think twice, exactly. maybe three times, that they have to have their mom to convince them, that right. they have to have a friend to convince them. And et cetera, et cetera. It just goes on. And I just think it's so unfair. Yeah. And people always say, oh, appearances and everything. It's really nothing. It's like more about his personality and all this stuff. But really, appearance is something too. Like, why do we have to settle for the guys that don't look that great? Just because he could put food on the table. Exactly. Like, as a woman these days, we could do that too. So what else exactly. can you provide? Like, it's not... Thank you. It's really not that serious, mm-hmm. like, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And the conversation that I was having with my friend earlier, I basically posed this entire sort of situation and scenario to him. And I asked him point blank. I was like, if you're not attracted to a girl, you're not going to, you you know, date her, right? right. Like, you're not going to give her a chance. He's like, absolutely not. <laughs> I was like, you see what I mean? But it's the other way around with girls. Like, mm-hmm. it's, the, it's never just an absolutely not. Right. It's like, okay, well, maybe I'll keep him around as a friend and see if he grows on me. Mm-hmm. Or this guy's being so persistent, like... Yes. He's going to break down my walls eventually because he's just being so persistent mm-hmm. about it. If a girl was persistent towards a guy that she found attractive, but the guy did not find her attractive back, mm-hmm. this girl would be a pest. Exactly. This girl would be annoying. This girl yep. would be desperate. This girl mm-hmm. would be a lot of really negative things. Right. So. And why do guys always label us as picky? Like, if we're not interested. Thank like, you. That's oh, another thing. Picky. Like, if you're mm-hmm. if you're not interested, if you're not attracted to the guy, mm-hmm. it's like, 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 a, like yeah. Angela said, you're a picky bitch. Right. Or you're bitchy. Or you're mm-hmm. a bitch. Or they start to like insult you because you just don't want to go on a date with them. It's not that serious. But it all of a sudden becomes that serious for them. Like you were saying something specific about the guy. Like he Mm -hmm. said that girls usually Mm -hmm. reject. Did he say that girls usually reject him? Right. Yes. He said like some girls, a lot of girls, like they'll just straight up say no. And, like, he was scared to come and talk to me because he didn't know if I was, like, a mean girl or if I was going to give him the time of day or if I was going to, you know, just say, no, I'll walk away. Yeah. And, I mean, initially when she told me that, (laughs) I kind of felt for the guy. Like, it pulled on my heartstrings a little bit Mm -hmm. because, you know, it's like this little, you know, violin, Mm -hmm. sad sort of thing playing. And it's like, oh, man, okay. Girls have rejected this guy in the past. I don't want to be another one of those girls that rejects this poor guy because that's just... Locking my blessings. Exactly. That's just an awful thing to do. So I'm just going to say yes. Mm -hmm. So this guy is basically taking pity. Like he's using, he's using pity to get himself a date. Do you know what I mean? And in a way, when you kind of look at it in retrospect, it's really pathetic that he's even using that kind of thing. Do you know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. when, 
like a guy doesn't have to be good looking in order for him to get you, but he needs to have something. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? He needs to have an amazing personality. He needs to have swag about him. He needs to have something <laughs> right. that draws you in, right? So I'm not saying that, you know, a physical attraction is everything in terms of you being attracted to a guy. There's, I've been, there, I've been in several situations where I've looked at a guy, he hasn't said anything to me, I've just looked at his face, and I'm like, I'm not attracted to you. <laughs> and then he starts talking, and then all of a sudden, I reconsider. Because he's just got something about him that's just charming, or interesting, or funny, or something. But, again, like, that, the guy has to have that. If he doesn't have that, then I shouldn't be forced to go on a date with this guy and just give him a shot because you never know. It's like, no, I don't want to know. I don't care. I don't want to give him a shot. I just feel like I don't need to do it. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to do it. And I have other things that I could be doing with myself. Right. Like, I just don't want to. So I just thought it was important to point out that double standard because it exists and it's there. And I feel like it... Do you feel like it's more prevalent in the African society or do you feel like it's just every race, sort of? I feel like it's probably every race, but I feel like there is a lot of pressure, like, for girls in general, just to, like, you know, be with somebody, settle down, get married, especially at our age now. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really sad, and I find that very unfortunate, because at the end of the day, like, you really, as a woman, you really deserve to be with somebody that you see, and you just want to jump on him. Yeah. Because you're just so attracted to him. Like, I feel like I deserve that as a woman. Mm-hmm. I feel like every woman deserves that. And I feel like not every woman gets that. Yeah. I feel like we've been sort of brainwashed to accept mediocrity in terms of what a man can, you know, provide you. Not, like, in a financial sense or a monetary sense, but just, like, what he brings to the table as far as the relationship is concerned. Mm-hmm. And that's so unfair. Like... Why is it that I have to be the one that my boyfriend is attracted to or the person I'm seeing is attracted to, but I'm not, I don't, I just don't want to be around you. I just don't want to have sex with you. I just don't, I'm just not into it because I'm not attracted to you. Like, it's just not okay. Yeah, I don't we think. don't need to be settling. No, not at all. I don't think so, personally, so. Okay, moving right along, this is a topic that I kind of hold near and dear to my heart. I think it's pretty interesting um so weaves versus natural hair Hmm. so angela has a weave (laughs) in right now and i have natural hair Mm -hmm. in right now so angela why is it that you wear weaves versus keeping your natural hair out well let me just be clear though i am natural i'm natural under this weave right but Mm -hmm. you wearing a weave yes on top of your natural Mm -hmm. Is weave right? There's only two categories: weave versus natural hair. But it doesn't hair. change the fact that I'm still natural. If you were natural, you shave off your head, <laughs> shave off your hair. Because I could be relaxed. You know what I mean? I'm natural. I just prefer to cover my natural hair with we- wigs and weaves because I don't want my natural hair to break. Okay, so let so let me put it this way. Okay. Wigs and weaves mm-hmm. versus exposing your natural hair. Okay. I prefer wigs and weaves. Okay, why? Because. I just feel like wigs and weaves are more feminine than natural hair. I feel like there's more freedom styling-wise. I feel like I can't even handle my natural hair. I can't take good care of it. The weather in Canada sucks. It's mm-hmm. not like back home where the heat and the moisture, like your hair is always moisturized here. If my natural hair is out, it's going to break. Mm-hmm. It's going to be dry. It's going to break. I'm going to be oiling it like 10 times a day. Mm-hmm. It's just easier to cover it with something and then just use heat on the weave. Okay, so what I got from what you just said yeah. is that you think that 
wigs and weaves are more manageable. Mm-hmm. Wigs and weaves make more sense in terms of being a protective style yeah. for your natural hair. Mm-hmm. You think that the weather isn't conducive to being able to grow your natural hair. Right. So you just kind of keep it stunted the way it is. Exactly. Like, no better, no worse. Just sort of keep it mm-hmm. where, where it's at. More girly. More, it's more girly. It's more feminine. Mm-hmm. Um, and anything else? That's it? Yeah, I think that's it. Okay. <laughs> so there are, I mean, natural hair enthusiasts that would mm-hmm. probably disagree with you in terms of it being girly yes. let's say okay is it the length that is more girly for you i think it is the uh, length and, the, and fact, the texture the fact that it's a straight texture and not a kinky texture right exactly okay so do you feel i mean i probably already know the answer to this question <laughs> but do you feel like wearing weaves and wigs and things that aren't your natural hair mm-hmm. do you think it's self-hating a bit do you feel and i say self-hating in terms of you conforming to the European standard of beauty with the straight hair and all that rather than having the natural hair that you're born with. Honestly, I do think that, like, I'm conforming, but I don't think there's anything wrong with it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I feel like it's just part of our culture, part of society, and I feel like they're pretty, like, wigs and weaves. Like, it's nice to have, nice to wear. Girls, we don't actually have the natural silky hair that you know, society seems as desirable. And I feel like if you don't have something and you want it, you should get it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So if you don't like something, change it. If you don't have something, get it. You know, so. There's this um, rhetoric that I've sort of thought about for a while. Mm -hmm. And what it, I sort of kind of think of Mm -hmm. when I think of weaves and wigs and things like that is, okay, so Asian people have straight hair, straight mm-hmm. long hair. Mm-hmm. White people have straight long hair. Yeah. Latino yeah. people have straight long hair. Mm-hmm. Indian people have straight long hair. Mm-hmm. Native Indians have straight long hair. Pretty much every single race except for black people have straight long hair. Exactly. So because we're the different ones that mm-hmm. have kinky, curly hair, yeah. do you feel like sort of being outcast in that way sort of fuels the reason a lot of black people want that straight long hair to belong to conform to be part of this like makeup of people that do have that type of hair I think so I feel like like personally I feel like I don't I don't feel and look my best with my natural hair I feel like I feel and look my best with weaves or wigs do you feel like if you were able to grow your natural hair like if you were able Mm -hmm. to live in a in a place where it was more conducive for you to grow your hair, to get it more curly, to get it more full, to get it bigger, do you think that you would be less less likely to wear wigs and weaves? Honestly, or do you think you'd also wear... I think I would... I I don't think it would change anything because let's just say back home, for example, Ghana. I'm from Ghana, right? Mm -hmm. A lot of women there, they relax their natural hair. So they're not even natural. They're relaxed, you know what I mean? And relaxing your hair gives you that straight texture that we don't naturally have, mm-hmm. but we put chemicals in our hair to get that look, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. A lot of them wear weaves as well. So I don't feel like, you know, being in another like climate would change anything. I just feel like that's just how it is like right now. Society deems as desirable and we just conform to it. So because society deems that as desirable because every other race mm-hmm. except for black people have that mm-hmm. particular hairstyle and living in Canada, mm-hmm. there is a lot of the other races yeah. except for black people. Mm-hmm. That's just what makes sense to you. Right. And like to me, like I said, I just, 
I've seen myself, like, I wash my natural hair all the time, right? I just don't like how it looks. I don't like how it, I don't like how it's so hard to style. I can't easily style it into a style that I like. So I prefer to just wear wigs and weaves. Like, I just love how they look on me, how it makes me feel. It boosts my confidence level, like, you know, so high. It's kind of just like makeup. It's just kind of like enhancing your look. That's how I see it. Do you ever think that you'll get to a point where you'll get tired of wigs and weaves and you'll want to wear your natural hair? Truthfully, I don't think I will. But I know a ton of girls that have. But me personally, I don't think I will. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I think it's interesting that you said that because mm -hmm. with my... Like, I also mm -hmm. wore wigs and weaves, as mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. And to be honest, like throughout the times like I, I agree with part of what you're saying in the mm -hmm. sense that when you have like a really good wig or a really good weave on you can't be touched like right. no one can touch you like your shit does not stink because right. your shit is flat so I understand that but at the same time like there were times where I would wear wigs and weaves and I would feel like I'm hiding yeah. like I'm hiding myself and who I really am away from the rest of the world and like you know questions from other white people or asian people or people that are, are not black that don't understand like what i did in order to get a wig on or weave <laughs> on or whatever the situation was mm -hmm. them asking those questions sort of like made me feel uncomfortable not because i felt like it was none of their business but because i felt like they were pointing out something that i felt insecure about in the sense that they're like, well, how do you do this? Like, why is your hair was this way and then it's another way? And I kind of thought to myself, well, why am I doing this? Like, why am I, like, changing the way that my hair looks to in order to look the way that other people that I really don't really care about deem acceptable? Right. Like, I just didn't, I just didn't see a reason to do that. Like, like I said, like, I just felt like I was hiding. Mm -hmm. I was hiding, not who I really was, but I was hiding what is natural about me, like what I actually have, like what I was born with. Right. And I kind of thought to myself, well, if hi if I'm hiding that, that sort of, that sort of connotes like being ashamed of it. Mm -hmm. And I didn't want to feel like that. Like I didn't want to feel like I'm ashamed of something that I have and millions of people all over the world also have. Like I just didn't think that was fair. And even though, you know, as an African, having curly and kinky and coily hair you know, is natural and everyone else, every other race doesn't, I was like, well, that's kind of what makes me special. Does it not? I mean, if I want to straighten my hair, like even if I was to relax my hair and straighten my hair, in my opinion, my hair doesn't look good when I straighten it mm -hmm. because that's not what it was intended to do. Like it looks, it almost looks like I'm trying too hard, like to, to conform it to another, you know, sort of look or another sort of style. Right. I think like when my hair is natural and curly and coily and big and full I think it looks amazing I think mm. it looks beautiful it looks like it's touching the sky like right. it looks gorgeous so I just kind of had like this confliction in me a lot because I kind of like like I explained to you before like I was like I just always feel like I'm trying to join in this club of races that mm. have this hair and I don't and I'm like why the fuck should I join this club <laughs> like why like it's, right. I've never been the kind of person to really care about what other people think mm -hmm. in that sort of way mm -hmm. so because that was something that was just so like embedded in me I mean I've been doing like I've been relaxing my hair since I was like five or yeah, six exactly. and then I'd you know be getting wigs and weaves in as, as soon as I pretty much could like mm -hmm. as soon as it was acceptable in my age range mm -hmm. so I'd been doing it for a while and I'd never really thought about why I was doing it and I never really thought about the only word that I can really use is like the self-hate not that I hated myself mm -hmm. but 
when you're ashamed of your hair mm -hmm. and you're hiding all the time, what else would you call it? Like, mm -hmm. I wouldn't know what other word to use to call that kind of thing. I see your point, okay? But, okay, so I don't see it as me being ashamed of my hair at all or hiding. I see it as just, like, enhancing physical features, you know? It's just, like, to say, if I were to make wear makeup, right? I don't see it as me hiding behind a cake face full of makeup. It's just enhancing my physical features even more. Same with wearing contacts, same with wearing jewelry, same with, you know, even dressing a certain way. So, you know, I don't think there's anything to be ashamed of. I just feel like it's just do whatever you're comfortable with. So if you're comfortable with wearing your natural hair over wearing weaves, then fine. If you're comfortable, I'm personally more comfortable with wearing weaves over my natural hair. You know what I mean? I, like I said, the maintenance is just much easier. I just love the way it looks, how it feels, how it flows. I just love it. <laughs> And I don't think that uh, that will ever change. Ever in your life? No, not at all. It's just like even with braids. Okay, so as, you know, growing up, even natural-haired girls, they braid their hair too, right? Mm -hmm. And they braid it long, right? So I feel like that's kind of like a substitute to long weaves except it's braids, right? Mm -hmm. So we're kind of still trying to conform to, like, society's, like, standards of, like, long hair. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I kind of feel it's like, it's like the same thing. So why do people always say, oh, like, think it's okay for, like, you know, black girls to, like, braid their hair, but then when they're, like, getting a weave, then it's, like, an issue, and it's like, oh, she's, like, ashamed of her natural hair. Well, I so. think with braiding, it's mm -hmm. even, like, it's even, it's on a spectrum, right? So yeah. braiding is even more of a protective style. Like, mm -hmm. with braiding, you can't really say, shit, my braid's Malaysian. <laughs> like, you can't, it's not the same, right? Yeah. Versus weaves where it's like every single strand is yeah. there and all of these strands are sewn into a weft and it's all so like meticulously done that, yeah. you know, it's a pro I mean, weaves and wigs, it's a billion dollar industry. It really is. Even more That's than true. that, right? Yeah. And I mean, with, bra uh, with braiding hair, mm -hmm. is that a billion dollar industry? Probably not. Right. And braiding has been like part of the situation mm -hmm. for years and years. I mean, Africans have braided their, their hair like exactly. way before we were ever yeah. born. And that's just, like, the norm there, right? Mm -hmm. And you take out the braids, and your hair comes out, and it just, it's it's just, like, another protective right. style. And you're right, like, it is a mm -hmm. substitute for length. Mm -hmm. But it's, like, the protective, natural substitute for length. Right, but then weaves are also protective and a substitute for braids. But the thing is, though, mm -hmm. is you said that your hair does not grow, it does not get... It mm -hmm. does not shrink. It's just sort of the same. Mm -hmm. Protective hairstyles are supposed to make your hair grow. But I feel like my hair does grow with weaves and wigs. I prefer wigs, though, because I don't leave any of my natural hair out, right? Mm -hmm. My natural hair is all cornrowed, so I don't have any heat damage problems. Any, you know what I mean? I don't have any issues with that because everything is just nicely slicked back and growing. Mm -hmm. So it's easier, too. Mm -hmm. right. I mean, I recently mm -hmm. cut my hair because... I just didn't want all the questions yeah. anymore. Mm -hmm. I didn't want any white person or Asian person <laughs> to ask me, is that your real hair? Can I touch it? Right. Oh my God, it feels so freaky. Like I didn't, I didn't want that. But I you've wasn't been dealing with those questions for years. But that's because I've been wearing weaves and mm -hmm. all of these different types of right. hairstyles, right? Yeah. If I had my short natural hair mm -hmm. and they saw it and they saw that it was growing from my root <laughs> and they saw that I'm not like, they just see how it works, yeah. streaming without having to touch it, then that's it. Like, and plus I'm just, in a way I'm just owning what I have, mm -hmm. right? Like 
I just feel more comfortable. I find that I'm able to manage it more. And again, like that feeling of just hiding behind my hair, mm-hmm. I didn't have it anymore. Right. Like it's just me and my hair and my face. There's nothing else. Like, right. There's nothing I can hide behind, mm-hmm. right? And I respect that. Yeah, and I, I, I thank you. Mm-hmm. And I feel like after getting to that point, mm-hmm. Like, again, it's almost like this sort of similar to the way that you feel when you get, like, a brand new mm-hmm. weave, right? Right. It's this untouchable sort of feeling, yeah. right? Where it's, like, everyone has seen what my actual hair looks like. Mm-hmm. So there should be no discussion. There right. should be no surprise. It shouldn't be anything exactly. brand new, let's mm-hmm. say. So that's part of the reason I did it. And, like, all kind of the stress that I felt from, mm-hmm. like, doing my hair, having to pay all this money to get my hair done, yeah. finding someone to do my hair. Does this person do weaves? Does this person mm-hmm. do wigs? All of that, like, it just completely melted away. Right. Because I just didn't need it anymore. I just found that my hair wasn't the focal point of my life anymore, mm-hmm. or at least it wasn't one of the focal points of my life anymore. Mm-hmm. It just ended up just being, like, my hand or my leg. Like, it just was something I have, mm-hmm. and I don't have any more. I don't put any more thought into it right. other than, like, moisturizing it in the morning and then getting out of bed. That sounds so... Plus, the maintenance is a lot less right. than weaves. I, and I you said that. weaves are easy to maintain. You, I don't know. Okay, you know what? I just love. I love it though. You know, it mm-hmm. looks good when you maintain it. Right. When exactly. like you make sure it looks good all the time. Exactly. But it does take a lot of maintenance. Yeah. Like. And like I embrace the questions and the stares. Like, oh, how did your hair grow so long overnight? You know, I embrace them. I feel like they don't know any better. They're even wearing weaves themselves. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Tracks and stuff like that. And they're probably just nosy. So like, I feel like people shouldn't take offense to it when people, you know, that are not from our culture ask those types of questions. Because but a lot of people really do don't though. Know. Like yeah. a lot of people find that mm-hmm. offensive when someone wants to touch their hair. Like yeah. they're. A zoo animal mm-hmm. you know what I mean it's annoying it's 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 frustrating right, right? like I understand what you're saying where mm-hmm. you personally wouldn't take offense because yeah. they just don't know so yeah. they don't know how you're gonna take offense exactly. to someone that just doesn't know something exactly. right it's yeah. like you asking a question to someone and someone gets offended right why are you getting offended I didn't know I exactly. just want to know the answer like if that person does that to every other black person they see asking the same question like that same person then that's like an issue but you know what maybe you're the first person that they've ever felt comfortable asking you know mm-hmm. what I mean and felt comfortable asking to touch it and they just always wanted to touch it i will say though that i do draw the line at having my hair touched because i am a person i do not ask to touch your hair simply because i don't care and regardless of how fascinated you are with my hair and the methods that i employ in order to put whatever sort of hair wig weave or whatever in my hair I don't need you touching it. I don't need you hovering around my hair. And I'd prefer if you keep your questions to yourself. That's just my personal opinion on it. I mean, I think it's fair to say that they they don't know, so they're asking. Exactly. And that's it. Mm -hmm. But being, I guess, coming from the other side, being one person that gets that question a lot of times, that becomes very frustrating. Exactly. And then you start to think to yourself, how can so many white people be so ignorant? Or how can so many whatever race people be so ignorant by not knowing that kind of thing? Right. It's true. There's a, quite a few girls of different races mm-hmm. that have like weaves or extensions yep. or bonding or whatever sort of, you know, extension exactly. style that they have in their hair. But I don't think that there's a lot. Mm-hmm. I think it's a smaller percentage of the female population mm-hmm. that do that. So there's still like a vast majority of people that don't know. Plus you have to think about where we live. Right. We don't live in a place that's like metropolitan. Yes, that's So true. that kind of thing happens all the time. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's not. Like right. a lot of these people, you know, are from 
I don't know. Small town. Yeah, like yeah. small town bumpkin type people. So they've never seen that kind of thing <laughs> right. before, right? Yeah. Well, a lot of them haven't even seen black people. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. A lot mm-hmm. of them have not seen black people yeah. before. And that's just where we live. <laughs> that's just how it goes. But I mean, overall, like, I think what it comes down to is people are going to, as far as weaves and as far as natural hair, mm-hmm. people are going to rock what they feel comfortable in exactly. and they're going to rock what they feel that they look good in. Yes. There's some girls that kind of like swing mm-hmm. in the sense that they'll wear wigs and then one day and then they'll go back to their natural hair the next day because they feel like they look good in both. Exactly. And they probably do look good in both. Yeah, right? I love that confidence. Man. Yeah. I really admire that idea of not feeling the need to choose between natural or weaves and wigs because it takes the meaning and all of the feeling out of self-hate and feeling ashamed of your hair because clearly you're not if you're you know wearing your real hair one day and then rocking weave the next hair is arbitrary for you at that point it just isn't that serious and I feel like that's probably the most important um besides choosing which I guess side you want to be on like I just don't have the hair type where I could kind of go from one to another because my hair is so kinky and so coily if I'm going to do the natural thing, I have to commit because I can't start like, I mean, first of all, like edging gels and things like that, it really doesn't even work for my hair. Right. Like it's just so kinky. Mm-hmm. So I, if I have to do like the natural thing, I have to do it all the way mm-hmm. to the point where my hair becomes like this beautiful curly like mane that right. I can like, you know, put up in a bun and it's beautiful mm-hmm. and amazing. You know, and then just kind of leave, like, the weave world behind. And you said that you feel like natural hair is, like, an easy maintenance. But it's I feel like way it's... way easier. I feel like it's way harder for me. Why do you feel like it's harder? You I just need like the right products. I feel like it's much easier for me to, like, wash weave hair than it is to wash my natural hair. And then, like, once I wash my natural hair, I have to let it air dry. I have to put, like, coconut oil in it. I have to put, like, cocoa butter and, like, you know, argan oil, all this stuff. Like, it's just, like, so many stuff. But why do you have to put three or four into it? Why don't you just have one that does everything? It's just, I don't know. Like, just, I feel like it's not moisturized enough. It gets dry so easily. Like, you know what I mean? It just does not feel the same as, like, just weave hair. Like, my hair literally gets so But if you think about your weave hair, too, Mm -hmm. the process is actually a bit longer Mm -hmm. because first you get up, if, like, Assume that you wrapped your hair. Okay. You wrap it and then it gets tangled or mm-hmm. whatever, even though you wrapped it. So you have to comb it out. You have right. to comb the back. You have to comb everything to make sure it's straight. Mm-hmm. Then you put argan oil or whatever kind of oil that you mm-hmm. use to kind of like maintain it in. Yeah. So you have that. Throughout the day, it gets tangled again. Mm-hmm. You still have to kind of brush it to get those tangles throughout the day. Mm-hmm. But wait, let me just cut you up. If you braid your hair into two at night, you wake up, you buy really good hair. Mm-hmm. You literally unbraid the hair, the two braids. Put your fingers through it, spray some argan oil, and go. Like, it's so easy maintenance, I'm telling you. But you don't feel like when like you, your edges disappear when you have weaves? Not really. When you have time, fine. Then you can, like, you know, really, like, condition it or whatever. But in the mornings, yeah, and I just literally put, like, edge control. Like, my edges are really, like, hard to slick down as well. And it's hard to find the good edge control, but I found a few, which I could recommend to you. <laughs> I have a I have a few really good ones too, but they just don't seem to do shit after a couple hours. Right. It's awful. I hear you. Like it's it's a tragedy. But like we said, mm-hmm. I mean, so long as you feel like you look good in whichever style that mm-hmm. you're wearing and you're not damaging your natural hair, yeah. then it should be fine. I feel like it's a problem when you're damaging your natural hair in lieu of the weave yeah. or the wig because that shows that obviously you think one is more important over the exactly. other. Exactly. And 
to me, that doesn't make any sense mm-hmm. because your natural hair is the most important, right. regardless of whatever you decide to put on top of it. Yeah, that's so, true. You know, and I do find that sometimes I neglect my natural hair, which I need to do better. Right. Yeah. Which mm-hmm. happens with wigs and weeds. Exactly. When you have your natural hair out, you can't like, neglect exactly. it because everybody can see that you neglected <laughs> your shit. So, exactly. but I mean, yeah, I guess. I guess that's what it comes down to, but I'm definitely team natural right. these days. I mean, that, I mean, don't get me wrong. I appreciate a bomb-ass weave, mm-hmm. like, obviously. Like, when right. I see it, I tell a girl to slay Exactly, she's slaying. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, that's not me. Exactly. Like, I just, I can't do that personally. Fair not enough. anymore. So, Karushi Tran went to Nigeria fairly recently to host a party. She received 30000 U.S. dollars. For hosting the party? For hosting this party. Wow. But on her Instagram and all her social media accounts, she uh, was posting pictures of her hugging black children in orphanages. To clearly make it look like she was doing the Lord's work. Um, And then upon all of this, accusations of her escorting uh, basically flew all over the place. Um, There is apparently proof, um, proof of photos, proof of people that have seen her, eyewitness accounts saying that this is actually what she was up to. What do you think? Do you think that she was actually escorting, or do you think this is just jealous Nigerian people who are just talking shit? And in order to keep everything copacetic, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this topic because of two reasons. A, all of this is quite frivolous, and B, it's also alleged. And I like to work with facts, and these facts are rather shaky. I feel like she probably did go to host the party, Mm-hmm. And there, she probably found some wealthy Nigerian men who were willing to pay her way more than she could make in the U.S. Mm-hmm. for, like, you know, a few hours with her. So you feel like she was escorting? Yeah. Because, I mean, this whole escorting accusation thing and all of this stuff is alleged. Mm-hmm. But all of this escorting stuff, this is not anything new. I mean, right. Bria Miles, exactly. uh, who Natalie is, Nunn. what, Drake's ex-girlfriend, she's mm-hmm. been accused of this. Natalie Nunn, who is married to Jacob, what's his last name? Hayne. Jacob mm-hmm. Hayne, has also been accused of this. Right. Um, there's been a lot of sort of Instagram model mm-hmm. busts, IG model <laughs> busts, where um, there have been um, fake people who claim that they are from Dubai sending them messages through the booking info. Mm-hmm. Coming full circle through the booking info, they send the messages saying, hey, we want to get you and a couple of your friends out to Dubai. We're going to pay you exorbitant amounts of money in order to come and do this, but you're going to have to give us sexual favors. You're going to have to do X, Y, and Z. Are you down? And in these busts, these girls say yes. (laughs) And let's also not forget um, something that also got uncovered. One member, an ex-member of Taz Angels, Mm -hmm. Ruby Saeed, I think that's how you say her name, she got busted. She got busted jail. for escorting, yeah. mugshot, everything. Mm-hmm. The police statement is out there. So, with this whole sort of culture of this sort of thing happening pretty freaking constantly, mm-hmm. a lot of people would lean towards the idea of mm-hmm. her being an escort. I certainly saw a lot of evidence to support the claim that she was escorting in Nigeria while she was there for this party that she was hosting. But nothing conclusive to be like a sh- open and shut case for me. Personally. I mean, I see that she was simply maximizing her profits. Okay, so she was in Nigeria. There's a lot of oil, a lot of wealthy men in Nigeria. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? They obviously found her desirable. They were obviously willing to pay her a lot of money. You right. know what I mean? Right. So 
I mean, maybe she really needed the money. Maybe she was like, this is a really good financial opportunity for me. Let me take advantage of it. You know what I mean? So, when she traveled to Nigeria for 30000 exactly. So if I, you know, so clearly she was getting a good offers from these other guys too. Mm -hmm. If she really was, you know, escorting like they claim, clearly the offer was really good. Because yeah. she doesn't seem to like the type to do it if it wasn't worth it, you know, to her. Like if she wasn't going to benefit. Yeah. So clearly she did. She probably left Nigeria with like 100K or something. She probably left with a lot of money. <laughs> and I do agree with you in the sense that, okay, mm -hmm. you get called on to host a party in Nigeria mm -hmm. for a certain amount. You get there, you obviously meet the movers and shakers in Nigeria, be it being the entertainment industry and yeah. oil and gas, whatever the situation is. You hang out with them. You may or may not have slept with them, mm -hmm. but certainly they shower you with money. They shower you with gifts. Exactly. They provide as Nigerian men tend to yes. do. And because of that, you have a good time and that's what it is. And then you go home with yeah. probably more than $30,000 know? worth of stuff. So... It's a hustle. Like. I mean, it's a hustle. I guess overall, maybe she's just hustling and yeah. that's what it is. So, I mean, I, I can't like be mad. never get 30K here for an appearance. No, like, absolutely no. not. They want to know what you can do. Exactly. I don't want to say what does she do, mm -hmm. you know, who is she, because she's probably gotten that. Not probably. She's gotten that a lot. Mm -hmm. I'm sure she does something. I just don't personally know what it is, <laughs> you know? But I'm sure she has some sort of skill that uh, she can impart on the rest of us. Right. I hope she gave some of that money to the orphanages that she was, like, posting pictures of. I hope so, too. And you know what? That was a lot of, uh, that was part of the problem as well. Mm -hmm. People were like, you got all this money to host a party, something that doesn't add to anything that's yeah. happening in Nigeria. Uh, except for the party scene, I suppose. Mm -hmm. And you're busy taking pictures with all these kids. Yeah, it's no, like, right. why don't you give all the money that you got to this orphanage that you went to go visit? <laughs> I don't get it. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? So it does look a little bit bad. It yeah. Looks, it looks shady. It looks mm -hmm. shicey for sure. Mm -hmm. So, but I mean, who knows? We weren't there. So, exactly. I mean, maybe she did give a substantial amount. Maybe exactly. she did not. Maybe she'll message us and let us know exactly what she did with that money. <laughs> we'll find out. Gruchi, if you want to say something, <laughs> this is your opportunity. All right, so moving right along, Tim Tebow and his vow of abstinence, one of my favorite things to talk about. Recently, Tim Tebow, the American football player, was dating a female by the name of Olivia Culpo. Tim is famous for being a devout Christian and having a vow of abstinence before marriage. He and Olivia allegedly broke off their relationship of two months because of his vow to not have sex. Do you think that he will find another girlfriend who is just as dedicated to abstinence as him? Or do you think that this day, in this day and age, he would be hard-pressed to find a girl who has the patience to not have sex with him? And to be fair, he's a pretty good-looking guy, so mm -hmm. that would be tough. I think he'll find a girl. He's just looking in all the wrong places, you know what I mean? Yeah. But there are women out there who really believe in abstinence still, you know what I mean? And I, like, it's good for, I, I commend him, like, on, you know his, like, vow to, like, stay, um, abstinent. Well, I mean, it's, it's hard. Yeah. And it's, I mean, mm -hmm. him being an athlete, like, athletes are exactly. notorious for cheating on right. whoever they're with. Like, that's just, that's just part of the game. Yeah. So him being a completely different sort of guy in this world full of guys that are completely different from him, mm -hmm. I'm sure it's hard. And think about the girls that they are exactly. around Exactly, so he can't too. go for those video girls or those groupie girls. He has to go for, like, regular girls, church girls, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he can't be looking in the same places that he's, like, surrounded by. Like, it's not going to work. He needs to, like... He needs to hop from yeah. church to church and find his wife. Exactly. That's what he needs to do. I'm sure she's in one of those churches right. somewhere. 
I agree. It's true, but I mean, the, the temptation, right? Yeah. These girls, they'll throw themselves at you. Mm-hmm. They'll give you pretty much whatever you want, mm-hmm. you know. I think about it this way, too. Think about it as well. A lot of these athletes' girlfriends, and not to say that this is the case in this particular situation, but a lot of these athletes' girlfriends or girls that they're seeing, they're trying to get knocked up. Yeah. They're trying to get a child support check. <laughs> so if this guy is saying, listen, I'm not going to have sex with you mm-hmm. until I marry you, yeah. right? then this is hard for these girls because that means that they need to stick it out for two, three, four years, A, without sex, B, without a baby, C, without no promise of even being around in two or three, four Mm -hmm. years. Hopefully, you know, they'll end up with this guy and there's no guarantee of that. So for a lot of girls who are... wasting their time. I mean, kind of reading this whole situation, Mm -hmm. it's looking a little bit gold diggerish to me. Right. Okay, for you personally, Mm -hmm. could you have a relationship that was great in personality and just kind of great with a connection but no sex? Or would you prefer a relationship that, you know, has a lot of amazing sex, but the connections, uh, it's whatever, it's there. It's palatable. I would rather have, like, the great personality over sex. Mm -hmm. But I would really expect that he communicated to me before we entered the relationship that, look, I'm not going to be having sex until marriage. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I would hope that this guy communicated with his girl, you know, before they started, that those were his views. Mm -hmm. Because it would really not be fair if he told her after... Yeah. I think I think in the situation he told her before, okay. and if not, she would have already known because everyone mm-hmm. knows Tim Tebow is mm-hmm. an abstinent guy. And maybe she thought she could handle it, but maybe she thought she it. could change it. Maybe she thought mm-hmm. she could handle it. Maybe like she probably thought a lot of things, right? Right? That you know, obviously, That's so crazy. is not the case. Right. I, I don't know. I felt really bad when right. I read that. This poor guy is just trying to do the right thing. Is maybe he not he didn't even have a nice personality? Like maybe she just couldn't deal. It maybe like... that it's true, mm-hmm. and maybe it's not just the abstinent thing. Right. Maybe it has a lot more to mm-hmm. do with that. I just kind of feel for him, you know? Right. I mean, there, this is one guy that's trying to do it the right <laughs> way and he's getting screwed over. I feel like he's lacking in a lot of other things then, you know? Because there's more to life than just sex in a relationship. So if he was bringing other things to the relationship, maybe the girl or maybe her intentions were strictly like money and like kids, yeah. you know? It's you crazy because it's usually the other way around. Right. Where if the guy doesn't get sex from the girl, he's out. Like <laughs> exactly. there's not even a question of mm-hmm. whether I'm going to be with you or not. Like, what do you mean you don't have sex? Right. What do you mean you don't put out? That doesn't make sense. So again, there's sort of a double standard mm-hmm. there as well, where the man is always sort of, you know, expected to be this like gorilla right. that always wants to fuck you. Exactly. And when it's, I guess, the girl, it's a completely different situation. Right. Okay. <laughs> so moving right along, we're going to go to a topic that Angela and I have previously discussed. Ooh. And this topic is about body image beforehand in like junior high and high school and stuff like that the big sort of like buzzwords were eating disorders with body image well you know there's girls that are busy kind of puking themselves out bulimia and anorexia all of that kind of stuff right so do you i mean now that kind of body image issue has graduated in my opinion to things like body surgeries to satisfy the heteronormative gaze of men and you and I specifically were speaking about Brittany Renner the Mm -hmm. fitness personality and how she's very against um body surgeries yeah and she feels like you need to do everything all natural go to the gym Mm -hmm. right your shit will get into shape Mm -hmm. you'll figure your shit out like that's her stance on it um, versus the surgeries in Columbia or Dr. Miami mm-hmm. or 
whoever else that you right. know you go to to do. And also, mm-hmm. um, Wale, um, he had this like I guess an open paragraph, mm-hmm. an open letter. I don't know what you would call it. He was basically apologizing to women and saying, "I'm sorry that." Me as a rapper and the rap industry in general has made you women feel like you need to, you know, look a certain type of way. And that way meant huge ass, right. and, you know, huge tits or whatever in order for us to find you attractive or for, mm-hmm. in order for us to feel like you're even worth our time. Because right. I guess he was seeing so much of this. Um, in such excess that, I don't know, it made him feel a type of way, which is why he made an Instagram post about it. So do you feel like, you know, eating disorders have graduated to full-on body surgeries and just autom- like changing your body or do you feel like it's something else i feel like they're still alive and well eating disorders and everything but i feel like there's also this has become really you know prominent just recently too and like in regards to the whole wale thing like he even posted a picture of the female he was like you know really talking about it. and i like followed her on instagram and her ass is just ridiculous. Like, it's way too big. Like, it was an extreme. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, like, I, so I understand why he made, like, that whole, like, paragraph. Because it's, like, I feel like there's a fine line, you know? Mm-hmm. Don't go too extreme, like, where it just looks ridiculous. Hers really looked ridiculous. And I guess he just felt like he had to address it. And it was funny because when I looked on her page, she, like, addressed him back and she was like, I like my body, like, kiss my ass, Wale, you know, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. And there were all these guys commenting underneath saying, like, oh, you look beautiful, you look fine, you know, but personally. So those guys were lying to that girl, basically. <laughs> well, maybe they really found that attractive. But don't you think that, like you said, there's mm-hmm. a fine line. Yeah. And there's a point where it really is excessive. Mm-hmm. And with both of us agreeing on that, mm-hmm. with these guys telling this girl that, no, you look fine, you know you look great, when clearly this girl has some level of body dysmorphia. Right. Do you think that's counter... Count, I mean, that doesn't help the situation, does it? But I feel like everyone has their own views on what they find attractive, right? And those guys underneath her pics, they found her attractive. You know what I mean? I personally did not find her attractive. I felt like that was, like, way too much. But there were people who did, you know? And then again, there are people who don't, so... Um, so she, it's just mm-hmm. kind of like a to each his own exactly, sort of thing. you know? And, you know, with Wale saying that, though, he's totally contradicting himself. I mean, didn't he not have a song called Clappers, which is basically, <laughs> like, talking about, like, all the girls with, like, a badass, like, clap their, you know what I mean? And, yeah. like, come to the friend. And, like, who was in that music video? Nicki Minaj. She has a verse, and she's, like, twerking in it. And it's just full of girls twerking. And, like, you know what I mean? What do they all have? A big ass. Mm-hmm. Big tits. Like, he was totally contradicting himself. You so know? you feel like his entire statement is bullshit? I really do, because I feel like his next music video, the Stark video vixen, she's probably going to have a fat ass, so... I mean, it is what rappers like. You know? You know? It's what they rap about all the time. And then he's getting mad when he's seeing, like, girls going overboard. Like, why? They're one of the reasons why that hype is so in right now. You know what I mean? Do you feel, though, that when a woman changes mm-hmm. her body that much, that sort of excess, mm-hmm. she's fucking herself over in the sense that she can't... Like, with body dysmorphia, what that is is you don't see the edge. There yeah. is no line for you. So okay. you just keep going and going and going until, right. like, you really do look ridiculous. Mm-hmm. 
you can't see it. Yeah. Everybody else can see it, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And guys being guys, they just want to fuck. They right. don't care. Like, I mean, you could have a, you could have the fattest ass in the world. There's mm-hmm. going to be some guy out there that wants to fuck you. Exactly. Because they're just, that's just what they're into or whatever, <laughs> right. right? And mm-hmm. that's what it is. Right. But as far as, like, a man that can treat you well, take you seriously, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Do you feel like a woman going to that excess, she's fucking herself over? Because not, mm-hmm. there's, the further you go into that excess, the less the right amount of like the less the type of man that you actually exactly. want to be with is going to want to be with you she's it's limiting. a two-way street right yeah. she's limiting herself mm-hmm. and with body dysmorphia in general mm-hmm. that's kind of how it is where mm-hmm. it's like if you want to be with a cool guy who's going to be good for you mm-hmm. and you sort of keep going off of the edge be it like you make your lips really big or you make your tits huge mm-hmm. or you make your ass huge mm-hmm. you're isolating yourself right yeah. to like basically make the only thing that you care about how big whatever feature mm-hmm. you want to make huge is yeah. and you're kind of blocking yourself off to other things that could be good mm-hmm. for you right i agree yeah so i completely agree and um i really do feel like she definitely went overboard i feel like there's only like a certain type of guy that is really gonna find her attractive even you know okay personally i feel like a lot of Guys that are not black, they don't really find that, like, big butt kind of thing attractive, no, you know? No, no. Exactly. Yeah. So she's limiting herself to, like, black guys. Right. Right. When, like, when I see situations like that where that, like, that particular girl went mm-hmm. overboard, it honestly just makes me sad. Right. Because if you really think about it, with what you said with Wale and all these rappers and all their music videos, mm-hmm. if they didn't hail all these chicks yeah. and, you know, make big ass is such a thing exactly in that culture mm-hmm. she wouldn't have done that she yeah. probably would not have done exactly that. because you cannot tell me that she just did that for her right and it, it's like she didn't even do it the safe way like she probably used like illegal shots you know yeah to get it as as sad. big as it is exactly. allegedly we don't know right she may have done it legit <laughs> we don't know but i mean I feel like if they were using skinny models and all of mm-hmm. these sorts of things, mm-hmm. she probably would have gone the other way, exactly. right? Because not all this stuff is about doing it for yourself. Mm-hmm. It's about, in part, it's doing it for yourself in the sense that the way other people are going to react to you, mm-hmm. what that does for your self-esteem or how right. that makes you feel. It's yeah. never just doing it for yourself, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Because think about it this way. If yeah. you're on a desert island and nobody could see you and get your ass beer, would you do right, it? Right, exactly. What the fuck is the point of that, care. right? Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Right. Like, it's just the culture that's made her feel this mm-hmm. way, in mm-hmm. my opinion. All right. Well, I guess I guess that's where we're gonna leave this. Thank you so much for tuning in. I appreciate it so much, Angela. You don't have an Instagram account or anything that anybody can follow you on. <laughs> okay, follow me on my personal Instagram. Mm-hmm. Let's spell it out for everybody. Angela A N G E L A X O underscore underscore H. Nice. And that's the end of the episode, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you want to discuss with me any of the things that you've heard in this particular episode or any of the episodes for that matter, let's chat. Feel free to talk to me. My Twitter is D1MEP1EC. That's dime piece with the I's replaced with ones. You can also reach me on my website, sofxposh.com. And you can also get in touch with me on my Instagram. You can leave comments or send me a direct message if you prefer. That's spelled L-A-B-O-U-R-G-E-O-I-S-I-E-F-O-T-O. That spells La Bourgeoisie Photo. Until next time, guys, thank you so much for your support support.